welcome to another episode of the Horizon Roundtable. As you can tell, I am not Bob McDonald. This is Matt, usually playing the co-host, but today I'm going to be hosting. And joining me today is the other co-host, John's coming in. How's it going, John? Pretty good. How are you doing today? Good. And uh, John, we can find you at Horizon John. Is that the best place these days over on yeah. Twitter? Yep, yeah, yep. perfect. See, yeah, you know. We got this. Uh, me and John both coming from the uh, Southwest uh, Albuquerque offices uh, from Bloom Fiesta Park here in, uh, <laughs> in Albuquerque. Uh, whoever thought we'd have two uh, New Mexico people leading this podcast today, but here we are, John. And, uh, apparently the Horizon League leaders five years ago or whatever, but never mind. <laughs> I mean, we got close, but anyway, that was different times, different day. John, the best thing is we had a lot of basketball this week. A lot of basketball to talk about. Yes, that is the fun thing about like the early portion of the year where you got all these tournaments you can't necessarily always see them without 27 different subscriptions but yeah and well right and oh my god so many different (laughs) subscriptions and none of them great (laughs) was not excited about flow sports today but we'll we'll get to that uh we'll get there um john before we start getting into the recap of the weeks or of the week and all the things that happened um we you had your first player of the week and you were close and you also had uh some uh power some early season power rankings do you want to talk about those real quick Sure. I mean, for one, I was right. They were wrong. Um, Trey Who Townsend. Did you, you had Trey Townsend, and the league had? Uh, it was Bello, right? It was Bello, right? Yeah, I think it was Bello. I forgot because they were wrong. So. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was, it, it was Bello because that, that's what we kind of thought they were going to do. You know, we, we know the Horizon League pretty well. We can kind of guess usually what they're going to do, whether we agree or not. And I think they got it wrong, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm an Oakland person. I'm willing to to sit that one out but hey we threw the poll out there and um they're not always reliable i had a team of the night last night and they were wrong we, our fans got it wrong but that's fine it's fine it, was, <laughs> it happens um but no and uh, what about power rankings john what, what did you what did what did you see from from last week versus you know as we're about to start recapping the week and all that and what, what did you have for oh, power rankings anything uh, It's always so difficult early in the year just because, I mean, you're going off of, you know, oh, well, this team won by, you know, 25 points over a Division II school. Uh, Then they lost by 25 to a, you know, power conference school. That is what happens for a lot of programs. Um, Ultimately, I went with, you know, Cleveland State number one for, you know, some nice wins and then a, you know, decent loss to a Duquesne program that turned around and beat Charleston. That is starting to be a less impressive victory, but uh, at the time it looked good. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Oakland was winless at the time, but had a couple nice games against, you know, power conference programs. So hanging in there twice first power conference teams versus losing by 30, like a lot of other schools did. I'll take it. Um, Purdue Fort Wayne was undefeated and I mean technically got that uh technically big east win over DePaul. Uh it is technically a big east win. We all know it's not, but it but technically you're right. And we're gonna talk a, a lot about Purdue Fort Wayne this week. Yeah. Uh, as, as you as you and I start to recap the week that was like they're they're gonna come up a bit. Yeah, and then kind of the, the lump of Robert Morris and then three of the teams that we had projected towards the top of the league where it's kind of, okay, there was some good, there was some, you know, there 
questions. Uh, they're kind of in that spot where, I mean, getting, you know, uh, Milwaukee at the time hadn't yet gotten blown out by 30, but, uh, you know, Northern Kentucky did, Youngstown did. And then Robert Morris had the Point Park game, which they won by 10, even though they had some other much more impressive performances. I didn't really know what to do with that one. Uh, they were without the Justice Williams, their leading scorer. But I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, the bottom, which was IUPUI, Green Bay, Detroit, you know, not unsurprisingly. And then Wright State for getting blown out in their only game against a team that wasn't, you know, supposed to be quite on that same level as uh, maybe a Michigan or uh, getting blown out by 30 by Colorado State after being in the game at the half. The wheels just completely fell off. Well, let's start by uh, talking about um, starting to get into the, the week that was, you know, for, for this past week. And uh, one of the ver- very first team that we can talk about is uh, Youngstown State, who has not been what we thought they were going to be so far in the early early parts of the season. And they finally got their first win, although they had to go outside of Division One for it with uh, Ohio Christian there. And I mean, a good 26 point win. I mean, but there was nothing to write home about almost yeah, like that's that's my problem with the early season wins. I almost kind of forget about them. Um, I mean, Brandon Rush was obviously outstanding, but I would expect Brandon Rush to be outstanding in that kind of game. It's one of those where the top guys in the league, if they get that chance, are going to be able to do whatever they want. And and that's what we saw. I mean, Brandon, Brandon yeah. Rush was the best player on the court. Good. He, yeah. If he wasn't, there's a problem. You know, yeah. like, what do you what do you do with that other than go? All right. You got you got to win. Wait, to, wait, to get a win, guys. OK, moving on. You know, like, isn't yeah. that really all you do with that? Exactly. I mean, he scored 32, so good for him. But <laughs> all right, well then let's let's move on to to better things, bigger things, <laughs> bigger things, bigger things. Is pro- yeah. Okay. Let's John. Since you are a Milwaukee person, let's start with that one. Let's let's get to the worst of it. Okay. And I that's, mean, that's, Milwaukee got destroyed by number 25 Colorado, and it wasn't even close. That, that yeah. score almost doesn't seem. I mean, it it was it was further away than that score even makes it. Yeah. I mean, what, it was over before the first media timeout. Um, what happened? What, what happened? I mean, Colorado played very, very well and Milwaukee was overmatched. <laughs> it happened. It's happened to a lot of teams uh, against teams that weren't in the top 25. So I don't know. Um, not like super concerned about it. It was kind of, uh, you know, one of those games where, I mean, Zach Howell leading the way, Clearly, there was a point where they're like, all right, we're, we're not coming back from this. And that point probably came less than 10 minutes in. And so they kind of, you know, did some different things. And, oh, <laughs> and, uh, and OK, so let's let's continue the uh, for a second. I, I think it's better on, on a day like this because th- this was from Monday of last week and Monday, the 14th. And, and it was such a hit and miss weird day for for the league so i think the other one that kind of hurt us a little bit you know made made some of us kind of sad was green bay dropping dropping their game to valpo by five and and it was a close game and they were up five at the half and that's you know yeah we all we all hate valpo here collectively if nothing else we can all agree valpo (laughs) sucks And, and we're all rooting for you know right now i will say even you know 
no matter no matter the team right now, essentially within the league, we all want the league to, to be better. So we're all rooting for these non-conference games. And man, we all wanted Green Bay to pull this one out for Valpo. Against Valpo, I should say. Let's not go that far. But um, yeah, I, I think for me, what was kind of deflating about that one is you thought with the new pieces coming in, I mean, with a guy who was able to score effectively in the Mountain West uh, as as the guy uh, with, you know, a Division II All-American coming in, uh, post player, but I mean, in this, so against like Iowa State, I don't necessarily expect, um, you know, a Division II big man to do much. But in this game against Valpo, you you kind of you want those guys to to get you through it. Um, the hope for me was definitely that Green Bay was going to take a much bigger jump than it looks like they might. Um, yeah, this wasn't. wasn't I mean, <laughs> Green Green Bay going two of eighteen from three did not help them in any way. Nor those two guys I just uh, mentioned. Uh, Reynolds and Byrie going a combined 12 of 32 from the field. That's that's not going to get you very far. <laughs> no. All right. And then continuing the uh, Indiana State and IUPUI played. Let's just leave it there. They played a, <laughs> they played a game. Um, um, one of them did. <laughs> two teams showed up to the – well, two teams were on the floor. I'm not even going to say two teams showed up to the court. Two teams were on the floor. There were two different jerseys on the floor at all times. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um, and I mean, Indiana State was really good last year, made a big leap from the year before. So maybe they're on their way to doing that this year. And a 39 point loss isn't going to be like a big gut punch. Um, still, <laughs> 39 points against the MVC school heart. Yeah, that, it was it was ugly. I mean, that was kind of, an, I hate to say, old school IUPUI game where it's just like, oh, oh, no. Oh, oh stop. Cut it. Cut, throw the flag. Throw throw on the towel. Like, wave the flag. Yeah. Throw on the towel. Oh, we're still going. Okay. You know, that, that was that game. And luckily, during that game, we were able to be distracted by a couple other games. We had two. <laughs> We had two other close losses. Let's let's do hit the Toledo Wright State one first because the, oh. the the other one is the one I'm most perplexed by. So let's let's do the <laughs> the the first one. Um, Toledo's a good team. Toledo has already beat Detroit Mercy this year, very yeah, soundly. <laughs> very <laughs> soundly. Um, and, and then, then they also turned around. beat Louisiana, who beat Youngstown by ten. Yeah. So like Toledo's rolling, and then Wright State lost by one. It was a they, it was a close game. They it was it was a good really, game. Really could have won that one, man. Oh, <laughs> would have liked them too. Let's let's be honest. But uh, I'm not mad about it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, that, it it was a bit of a disappointment, just given. Uh, <laughs> man, we're not doing well in these like one possession games technically that ohio Cleveland state game was one possession it was a four-point win so theoretically a crazy play and a foul could have done it but um <laughs> these I one mean, possession games are and this will this will come up later in the week as we get to it but like in this game right state just needed something from its event from its bench they got good minutes from all the starters other than hubris yeah, it was okay but like they just needed somebody to step up on the bench and it wasn't there yeah 
10 points from the bench, not, not going to get you very far in a game like this where, you know, it's, it's a slug him, drag him out kind of game. And they were just looking for something and it just never happened for him. Yeah. And then there was the other one point game. What in the <laughs> world was this? I mean, don't get me wrong. Ole Miss is not good right now. And they have a long way to go and a lot of stuff to figure out. But this Detroit Mercy team that has barely looked like it has life, even, even half these kids look like they maybe never played basketball together. Like, <laughs> I don't, they're like meeting each other as they go out to tip. Like, what, what are we even doing here? And all of a sudden, Detroit Mercy takes Ole Miss to the wire and has a chance to win it and oh. runs. I don't, I don't even, I'm not even going to say they run a weird play. They, ran an ISO. I, I don't know what that was, but I don't, it's not what I would have done. It's not whose hands I would have put it in personally, but, but they had a chance to win this game. Yeah. And didn't, but, but who would have thought, I th- what was, it was like a 20 or 30 point line on that if, or something stupid like that. Like something. Yeah. Nobody thought Detroit mercy should have even been in that game. And uh, what they've got two players that aren't even with the team right now, but aren't off the team, but aren't traveling with the team because of bad attitudes or, yeah, so they know. effectively played seven guys. Uh, Ricky Davis's kid also got in for three minutes, but they effectively played seven players. And in doing so, took Ole Miss to the wire. Yeah, had a chance to win it if they weren't standing at half court with five seconds left. If only they had a coach that knew they were playing a game that day. I, I don't know what else to say. Like, what what are you? Where is Mike Davis? Like, I realize he's a shell of. When you think of Mike Davis, you think of like Indiana Mike Davis. You know what I mean? Like, he's a shell of that, and that's fine. That was more years ago than any of us who were alive oh, during yeah. that time and remember those games. Like, I don't want to think about how long ago that was, but but nonetheless, the players like, on the court were even alive for the twenty or two thousand one title game. <laughs> maybe one or two and only thanks to like COVID year, like, I don't know. There's some players on Oakland that are about the same age as me, but we'll, that's neither here nor there. But like Mike Davis, Mike Davis jr. Like what? I, I don't, I don't know that there's, there's a lot of talk out of Detroit mercy about not only Mike, even the fans are kind of over Mike Davis. I think that a uh, honeymoon period's over and some of these players seem to be over Mike Davis and Mike and his kid, Mike Davis jr. Not to be confused with this kid, Antoine Davis, who's not yeah, there. No, no one's sick of that kid. <laughs> no, he's still a good kid. Oh, by the way, side note, quick side note. I don't know if you saw uh, Greg Campy down on the Cayman Islands. We'll talk about all that. But I was doing his uh, pregame um, press or pregame uh, interview with Neil Rule and could not come up with Antoine Davis's name, which is funny because him and Antoine are actually really tight. Like <laughs> they're they're good. And he just he went into just a complete just a complete blank and Neil filled him and he goes, and you just hear Greg. Sorry, Twan. <laughs> no, it. it happens. I mean, oh, I absolutely. For, for, you know, Antoine, but, but I'm also not a D one head coach with a million other very high pressure things going on. <laughs> a lot of things rattling around. That. I just All right, so, day job. <laughs> so uh, speaking of Oakland, Oakland finally got a win on, on this day. Um, they beat Bowling Green, which Bowling Green's been a good team. Bowling Green's had a lot of turnover. We don't really know what Bowling Green's going to be this year, but they handled Bowling Green. Yeah. It yeah, was like it was not not really in doubt. I mean, Trey Townsend didn't have a great first half and ends up with twenty points by the by the end of the game. Like they just 
they looked really good. I, yeah, I, it's the type right? of win that, to me, uh, we're going to talk about some of the games that I wish were that type of win, even if they came out, you know, with the Horizon League team on top. I mean, eighty-one sixty-two just cruised. They cruise. I mean, any Horizon over Mac win is a good thing. These are schools that are generally competing against each other for for recruits for everything, and that's a that's a good win. Yeah, on the on the home court, uh, it was the campy uh, happy fortieth um, start of you know celebration, which he's not a huge fan of. But they had a lot of a lot of <laughs> videos and a lot of good things for him. And uh, the best thing is they got the win, and it was, you know first one of the season for them after two, you know, at that point, good games where they stood with some good teams. And we were all kind of looking around going, huh, Oakland's not so bad. Okay, yeah, no, cool. I mean, compared to, okay, so last year they finished fifth. Compared to what they looked like at this point last year, they look a lot better. So I think we might have undersold them pretty heavy if they can not run out of gas. Well, and it's a really solid team, and they just need to avoid the injury bug. We'll get to yeah. it. <laughs> uh, other game on the on the docket that day was uh, Northern Kentucky DePaul. I'm not gonna lie; I don't know much about it, other than Northern Kentucky uh, handled their business. Similar thing with the Monday game against Youngstown. It's early season. You know, our fans want to go see a home game, so this is what we got. And and that's yeah. I mean. Sam Vincent Porn in 21. Great. Love that. Like, yay, basketball. <laughs> right? Like, I mean, isn't that what isn't that what you're pretty much doing in, in Northern Kentucky that on the, at that point you host a home game to say you, you did? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that brings us to Cleveland State and Canisius. Yeah. Um, CSU won by 10, continued, you know, a nice start. Uh, Cleveland State's looked really good. Yeah. I mean, up to this point, outside as of Ohio, of, as of right now, <laughs> well, outside of Ohio, have they played anybody great? I don't know. I mean, it's it's still tough to tell. It's early season, right? Like even outside of the horizon, like no one's really sure who's going. Michigan State's a top five team. Michigan State sucks. I, I, you know, who knows right now? Like we're all figuring this out. So you can just kind of look at each game and go, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, uh, Tristan and Aruna, double double, love that. Like that's that's what you want to see from your your top players. I mean, Canisius has picked top three in a league that's kind of gone the same way as the Horizon with, you know, some combination of, uh, you know, teams falling off and then um, realignment kind of switching things up. So that's all right, I guess. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was a good game. They it was they, they, they took care of business. And sometimes in games, that's all you can ask for. Go in and do your job, right? Like, mm-hmm. Great. <laughs> so yeah, it's like not a needle mover, but it you're glad it happened, kind of. I'm... It's, it's funny because you're right. It's not a needle mover. That's a great way to describe it. But the the reality is, if they'd lost, it is a needle mover in the wrong yeah. direction. And so it's like yeah. it's one of those games where you you almost have nothing to win out of it, but but plenty to lose. Unless you do what Oakland did the day before and beat them by twenty, and then okay, yeah, that that's a good win. That's what you want to see. <laughs> right. Well, and then that brings us to another game in the, what I'll call the Horizon League Big Ten Challenge. I don't know why there's, I feel like there's extra games like that this year. And maybe because some of these teams, there's like almost an emphasis on playing more local, not traveling as much. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm just making that up. But uh, Wright State goes into Indiana. 
And much like Oakland, they stuck with him. Yeah. And, and they, I mean, they made a good game out of it. And Trey Calvin did not play. They lost by less than 10. And that that's really big. Um, do we do we have any further updates on the Trey Calvin situation? I know it's a shoulder. Not that um, I had seen. And and that's the one thing is we were kind of, I don't know, the, the Trey Kelvin at one point last year got benched for defense. Honestly, there wasn't a ton of defense getting played for a good chunk of this game. So I think switching him in for a, a freshman who shot one of six could have been a lot, although it might have also taken away from Andrew Wellage, who was out of his mind and scored 25 points. Not only that, um, I'm still not convinced, and we're going to keep an eye on this. This is just this is just Matt talking. I don't know anything about anything, but I'm still not convinced that Trey Calvin and Tanner Holden is really an upgrade because I feel like they do the same things, except for Holden plays a little better defense, if we're being honest. But <laughs> outside of that, I, I feel like they kind of take from each other. I don't think that they complement each other yet. And I don't feel like they complemented each other when Holden was on the team the first time. So now with Holden taking that year away at Ohio State, I feel like Calvin's role increased, and now they're asking it almost to decrease. It's just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not feeling it yet. Yeah. No, and, and that was kind of – I wasn't necessarily concerned about the, the chemistry, but that was one of the things I was thinking early in the season where, you know, Calvin was like preseason player of the year when Holden was better the first time around. Like <laughs> – how is that going to play out and you know what is best for the team for that to as far as playing out yeah and um right state's defense has just been kind of spotty anyway i mean tough to tell i mean indiana's a big 10 school for a reason don't get me wrong but you know when they're when they're big guys leading the way at 22 points and you're kind of wondering okay you know aj braun brandon ol like you know are they able to stick with these guys and the answer is probably no and that's okay because again how many teams in the horizon they can right. can that is but, the thing, with the, you know, with the Big Ten teams or with, I mean, that we run into in March every year. It's at some point, you know, the Horizon League school doesn't just have two or three six eleven guys sitting on the bench. Right. Because if so, those two or three guys were at the Horizon League school, they wouldn't be sitting on the bench nearly as much. No, they'd be playing 30 minutes and hoping to just get some air in there, about, you know, before they get back <laughs> out there. I mean, it's a it, you hate to say a good loss, but how about a loss that isn't isn't a bad one? I mean, honestly, I think a lot of people are fixated on a time in the Horizon League that like predates Oakland and or and even kind of you know into the Oakland and Balpo era, but we're, it might be a couple of years before we can hopefully get something other than a fifteen or sixteen seed. So, I mean, yeah, good losses are a thing. Sorry. <laughs> And, and that's kind of what this week is about to me is is it's splitting up those losses against some of these schools where, I mean, I know Oakland best. We know that. I've talked about that plenty. And Greg Campy will tell you, he goes in to play these games because he needs to make money. He yeah. has a certain amount of money he needs to raise for his program and not just for his program, for athletics. So some of these games, he goes in and if they can keep it close and make a paycheck, it's a good day. Ohio State paid them to be there. Illinois paid them to be there. You know, those are good things. And we'll talk about it. Oakland, Oakland's down in the Cayman Islands right now. Guess what? They had a private flight down there. That wasn't a chartered. Or that, um, that wasn't a, uh, 
a coach, you know, slam everybody in on a Delta flight. They, they took a private plane down there and I'm sure that cost a few dollars. And we'll talk about that trip when we get there. Cause it was kind of, there's an interesting story from it. Um, but you know, these games pay for those things for these teams to, to be able to, ex- to have those experiences. Definitely. All right. So that was, we're, we're already into Friday. We're, we're flying through this week. <laughs> Love that. But, but, you know, now we're getting into a couple games that uh, definitely are, are, are worth hitting um, as yeah. we get towards the end of this week here. Um, well, I'm going to save, I think one of the better wins, for fr- probably the best winner from Friday. Yeah. Top two. Okay. Let's talk once again, horizon league, big 10 action. Robert oh. Morris, Robert Morris stuck with Wisconsin. For a long time. I, down, down two at the half. I, I think they had they tied it up in the second half, too, at some point. Yeah, I think they were, you know, within a possession with seven minutes to go. And then we're, you know, kind of hovering at about six to eight points for the rest of it until free throws. They were they were right there. And, and I, so that is actually one I'm. I'm not going to say like with Wright State the day before where it was a good loss. Like that's a great loss because that's not a team that we had finishing in that top four, top five. No, I I think Wisconsin's expected to be down a little bit from Wisconsin. But still, I mean, again, when you're talking a Big Ten team, you're talking about a team that's got some talent, got some size. You know, Wisconsin's going to have size, surprise, you know, like they're going to have those things. So a Robert Morris team that we're really not sure what to expect hanging with them. That's a, that's a good moment. I mean, yeah. there's yeah. some people I know that would be um, sad almost. I don't know if that's the right word. Shocked to sit, to admit that Jackson last led the team with 16 points, but you know, <laughs> here we are. Like That's what I was about to comment on to. This is matched his career high from last year, which was also against the Wisconsin team, uh, Milwaukee, but that was not in Wisconsin. So, I couldn't make that reference. There you go. Anyway, let's not talk about my power rankings article anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. We're, no, no. You're good on that. So, uh, yeah, Robert Robert Morris sticking with Wisconsin is, is a, an, again, hate to say good loss, but it's true. And it, it's starting to make me wonder, you know, we've talked about we're not sure. Maybe we were under on Oakland. Maybe we're under on Robert Morris. Yeah. Right now, I think I was concerned about a few school. I'm. A few of the schools that I was concerned, you know, might be really struggling are drastically better than they were last year. I thought they would be worse. Um, And yeah, Robert Morris and and Oakland are in that group and great start so far. Uh, One team that we expected to be better this year, and I would say is better this year, but I would have liked to have seen them stick in this game better as they were tied at the half, is IUPUI. Keep coming back to them. Um, IUPUI dropping their game with Elon, the Elon ending, something like that. (laughs) Um, You know, yeah, they were were tied at the half. You know, you've got Jalen Counter doing Jalen Counter things like... But he, he just Mr. Consistent there for IUPUI. Like you can always count on him to do his job, and it's it's a question of if anyone's going to help him or not. It's been that way for two years now. Yeah. And uh, I guess they just kind of ran out of gas. Like I mean, like I said, they yeah, tied right at the half. Seems like that's, yeah, it seems like that's kind of something that has been an issue for them. Well, well, okay, talking about the future from this point, um, but. 
it seems like that's happened to them multiple times uh, at this, you know, as of recording this versus as of what we talked about. But where they, you know, fall behind early, rev it up, catch back up, and then gas out. I mean, you you had um, Bryce, Bryson, Bryson, Bryce Monroe. Bryce Monroe. Bryce yeah. Monroe, thing. I could I could not remember our first name. You know, he he made it to double digits eventually, but you know, took him four or ten shooting from the, you know from the floor and just to get to ten points. And Igbuda got to ten, and otherwise, I mean, I mean, actually, Igbuda had a good game. He almost had a double double. I mean, he was a board short, but like, you're just looking for somebody to step up and be. Be, be the Robin to the Batman. We know who Batman is for IUPUI. It's a question of who's going to be there. And not only that, sometimes Batman and Robin need a couple other people to chip in, right? Like, <laughs> right. And they're just not getting that. Um, yeah, it's they've been. I mean, obviously improved. They already have a D1 win. That's uh, well, okay. They almost pulled one off last year, real early, but they lost it. Um, but. Yeah, it's right also, now. I'm concerned it's not enough of an improvement. It's they've got to make some some strides, and you know, granted, right now everybody's goal is to be ready for those first couple games in the Horizon League in November, and then really the rest of the Horizon League in January. I get that. So like, there's still time to like figure themselves out, but you're just kind of looking at it, going, do something. Come on. Yeah, do right. something <laughs> um also of note from this game as i'm peeking at the box score i just find this very interesting uh the attendance was 76 percent full in in the gym in rock hill south carolina where this game was played that was only 909 people oh, wait so, so just under a thousand people attended this game and that was 76 percent full that's whose arena is that is it winthrop's um it's the rock hill sports and event center i forgot is this part of a an mte i don't even know where we're at anymore i've lost oh yeah this is this must be yeah because it's the winthrop invitational so that's oh never mind they might have a different i don't know i just think that's fun <laughs> fun with numbers um yeah because we are getting into a lot of these start to we're getting into the mtes portion of our of our schedule as we're getting into the holidays and all that good stuff and uh, so yeah, the uh, the IUPUI game was part of the Winthrop Invitational. Um, Wisconsin Robert Morris was not part of anything. Uh, let's hit real quick. Your your team decided that they needed to win, so they played Luther. Who the hell is Luther? Uh, it's so for a minute I thought it was a little school up in Wisconsin, but no, it, I guess it's in Iowa. <laughs> Good to know. Um, <laughs> BJ Freeman scored points. He did BJ Freeman f- things like. I remember yeah, I, watched, it, I watched this game. They cruised out to a big lead and then they just stopped scoring for a minute or practically stopped. And then it was a little bit uncomfortably close for a while. And then they just decided, nah, let's just put it away. And scored. Yeah, it, it was what <laughs> I, I remember because John, John and I were talking on online during this game. I remember now. And it was somewhere in the second half, and it was a one-possession game. And then two and a half minutes of game gameplay later, they were up twenty. I think it was a few possession game, but it was. It was tight. It was, it was tight. Yeah. Okay, it was tight. It was tighter than you'd want that game to be. And then they just—I think it was maybe six or seven. And then yeah, it was 
22 points three minutes later. They're just like, okay, let's... Let's stop messing around, yeah. Like, And, I mean, they were incredibly more athletic. You could see that watching even a minute or two of this game. Like, Luther was going to hope that they could throw in enough threes. That's about what they were doing. (laughs) And for a while, the answer was they could throw in enough to stay with them. And then Milwaukee had enough, and... They took care of business. That's what that's what you do in those games, right? Yeah. Yeah, and that's one where, I don't know, a lot of these where it's like, oh, it's tight at halftime or at some point in the second half. Okay, a little bit worried. And then you see something like that, and it's like, okay, no, we're fine. <laughs> we're good. We don't need to worry about that happening against a Horizon League school because they would understand it's a Horizon League game. It's not a screw around and, you know, just. Just try other things, game. Yeah. Uh, Youngstown State took out Utah Tech, uh, not part of an MTE, just a, a game to game. I don't yeah. have and much from this one. You know, like they. That's another they, one of the one of those where I was kind of referencing it for later, where you wish it would have been a little bit more of a blowout. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm underselling Utah Tech, but. I'd like to think, I mean, they're, I I feel like they're kind of in the same range as like a Bowling Green where it's like, you know, bottom of the, uh, bottom of the Mac versus like middle of the whack. And you, you would have liked to see like a 20 point win, but I mean, a win's a win. I don't know. (laughs) You'd like to see a 20 point win from a team like Youngstown that had, you know, defending champ and, even though with all that roster turnover, there's all this talk about how they won the portal. You'd like to see them, you know, prove. Well, and that's, you know, as we start to look at Youngstown, it's, I almost start to wonder, have we seen a complete game out of Youngstown yet? And I don't know that we have like a game where they just are firing on all cylinders and everyone's, you see them at their maximum of what they could be. And I don't know that we have, like, it's almost like we don't have a good read on the penguins yet. I mean, probably that non-D1 game. <laughs> but a game that actually matters? No, I don't think so. Um, I think, I mean, I feel like they're kind of in the same spot Milwaukee was in last year, where you they didn't bring in a bunch of guys who, okay, for one, they lost a ton. They lost three of the four guys we picked all league, including Cohill, who we had as, I mean, he almost won player of the year. Um some so would say he should have. I'm not one of those. What? I'm not one of them. <laughs> Dwayne, Cohill, Dwayne Cohill might be the only one, but some would have. No, I mean, a lot of people picked him, but um, just one more person picked Antoine. Um, but it's kind of that spot where, I mean, at this time last year, BJ Freeman was averaging like nine and a half points a game. And now he can screw around and score 20 <laughs> against, you know, most of the teams on the schedule. And I, we, you know, we've talked about this with Youngstown is it start, you start to wonder first off, you know, losing Dwayne Cohill is losing a talent, but you also lose like that guy where when Youngstown needed something, they would go to Cohill. Exactly. And I don't know that anyone, you know, Brandon Rush is the easiest answer. I know with Bryson Langdon is an answer, but like nobody on Youngstown to this point has set themselves as the guy. Yeah. I mean, right now, I mean, up until that, I don't even want to count that 
that 32 points for Rush as far as like what he's doing on the year. So honestly, it's kind of been Rush, Burns, and Langdon and sort of Reed kind of figuring out who's the guy. And yeah, and I mean, and that's kind of what I was getting at where, I mean, in, yeah, because if you take out that, the that Ohio one. Christian game in their three D one games, Brandon Rush has a total of twenty six points. And I mean, that's not that's not what you want from the guy. Yeah. So I mean, so far it's honestly been Bryson Langdon, uh, kind of. And when he was at Northern Kentucky, he wasn't the guy, and he wasn't the second guy either. So. Um, there's definitely some figuring out roles going on there. All right. So John, here's my question for you. You ready? I'm going to put you on the spot. Cause that's what, that's what, what we do around here. <laughs> We're talking about the guy, right? We're going to use that as our lead in for Purdue Fort Wayne. Who's the guy. <laughs> okay. They have the other thing going on where they have about three that can be. And any um, day they can yeah. have a different, the guy. And uh, in their game against Northern Arizona um, at the beginning of this Arizona tip-off MTE that they're doing, uh, the guy was uh, Quentin Morton, Morton Richardson. Robinson. Um, oh, Quentin Morton. Yeah, that one. Too many names. <laughs> Too many uh, names. Yeah, I. Spoilers. He's my player of the week. Oh, like... spoiler. <laughs> well, and we're gonna we're gonna talk more about Purdue Fort Wayne because yeah, this this MTE is you know that means that there's more games after this one. But let's start with the Northern Arizona, which. It's a pretty pretty good win. Yeah, I mean, it to a degree, it's another one of those where again, you I don't know, I almost I'm kind of a raising mentally raising uh expectations for Purdue Fort Wayne a, a little bit maybe. And it's you're not you're not allowed to. You're not allowed to. As soon as we raise oh, expectations for Purdue Fort Wayne, this team is gonna tank. We've all learned <laughs> Purdue Fort Wayne Mastodons only succeed when they're ignored and counted out of game. So I'm going to do them a favor. John Kaufman, I'm sure you're listening because I just assume you do. We're <laughs> going to ignore your team and we're going to continue to assume that they're not very good. But it's not because we don't believe, it's not because we believe that we're, we're helping. Your team is better every time we've ever counted them out. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, well, I will say, I don't think they're going to beat San Francisco this upcoming, you know, uh, Wednesday. Yeah, I think they're going to lose to San Francisco. There we go. Count them right. But in this win over uh, or over Northern Arizona, um, yeah, I mean. One by 10, Morton Robertson had uh, 27 points. Yeah, it's, it's. It was a team win, too. That, that's yeah. my favorite part about it. Like, everybody, everybody contributed. Yeah, and, it, and kind of what. I was just mentioning as far as, you know, they have a few different, the guys, uh, you got Bellow, you got Morton Robertson, uh, Roberts can chip in and then Jackson like in any given night. And it's almost what they had going. We'll say last year where they had, we're not going to talk about two years ago because that would be raising expectations. Uh, All right. So so then let's take that game. And let's stay with Purdue Fort Wayne and go a day later because then MTE, they had another game taking on the Summit League's South Dakota. They won again. Yeah. And I mean, another comfy win. 
you know, definitely this, this time the guy was Bellow. Yep. And I mean, and doing everything because it's not just, oh, he's the leading scorer. He was also, he almost had a double double with assists. And four steals to, to chip in on that. Like, okay, like that that's a well-rounded game from, from a player. Like, if you can get that on any game. And I'm sorry, he wasn't the leading scorer. Um, Jackson was, but he, yeah, he was the guy. <laughs> he was the guy. Jackson had 19. Oh, yeah, he had 19. You're right. 19 and 15. 19 is more than 15. That's math. math is <laughs> I count to four. Okay, like, come on. It's what I do. Okay, but, uh, but actually, let's focus on Jackson because, again, just like last week, I don't want to talk about the former UW Parkside guy who didn't play for Milwaukee. Didn't even cons- like have them in his finalist. Ah. Some would say he spurred, spurned you? Spurred. He said, nah, fam, we good. <laughs> That's what he did. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, you know, this was the second game of that MTD, MTE for Purdue Fort Wayne, a, a good win. You know, I don't, I don't know what South Dakota is going to be this year. We could talk to our friends over there at the, at the Reach the Summit uh, pod, but like, I mean, right now, anytime the Horizon League can beat a Summit League team, that's a, that's a good day. Like these are, again, kind of like the MAC. Those are teams. Those are games you need to win. Yeah, and the fact that it was a comfortable win. I mean, after. Struggling at okay, it started off a little bit rocky. Um, they were down five at the half. They poured it on in the second half. They showed up. I'm sorry. They took, they care, they took care of business. It got pretty ugly, if I remember right. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. Never mind. No, it was fine. Good. You you good over there? Maybe. I don't know. Okay, they were down eight a little bit, like one shot into the half. And they won by 10 or 12. 12. Yep. That's, I mean, again, that's in these MTEs, you know, we, we talked a little bit about it last week, Bob and I. Um, It's tough because it's really getting these teams ready for, for you know, your conference tournament for all the, you know, how to how to turn around these games with very little, little to no prep. You don't get a walkthrough. So like, I, I, Purdue Fort Wayne didn't really get a chance to prep South Dakota and they had to come in and play it. And really what that tells me is that they made good adjustment at the half. Yeah. No, definitely. I mean, yeah, you got a great coach to do it. <laughs> and then in our other, one of our other MTEs, IUPUI dropped yet another game this time to Winthrop. Yeah. And my understanding on expectations for the, the teams in the tournament once they dropped that first one you kind of figured they were going to drop another one um and especially with it being the host team um my my understanding is kind of uh IUPUI versus Elon was you know possibly going to be their best shot at win and it just didn't come to fruition. That's like I, I nothing else to say about it. Yeah. Then uh, the other two games from the Horizon were Horizon League Mac Mac Challenge, which wasn't official, but might as well have been an official thing that we did. Um, <laughs> let's start with the the good. Let's start with the good this time. There was no one. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well. The good is that for the purposes of the power rankings, on the off chance it's ever going to become an issue, I have a data point 
between Cleveland State and Detroit Mercy, uh, Cleveland State's better. <laughs> Are you using the transitive power property of Ohio? Yes, the transitive property of Ohio. Yeah, D- Detroit Mercy dropping dropping that game to Ohio by 19 um, was never close. Yeah. Whatever team played Ole Miss was not the team that played Ohio. It might say more about Ole Miss. (laughs) Sadly, that might be true, but we're not going to turn this into an Ole Miss Chris Beard podcast. Okay. Yeah. We'll leave that to the people down down south. But, uh, yeah, Ohio just – I mean, I watched this game, and Ohio was just better. (laughs) There was nothing flashy about any of it. It just – they were just better, and – it's kind of like when you watch a Div 1 take on a non-Div 1, they just were better and took care of business and there wasn't a whole lot else to say about it. At least they didn't score 40 in a row? Somewhere Bob McDonald's crying right now. He doesn't know why, but like it just like just like just had, had that twinge in his neck that he's like, oh God, what just happened? That, that, you did that. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. Whoops. Sorry, Bob. And then... Uh, on the other side of the uh, Horizon League Mac Challenge, uh, Eastern took care of Cleveland State, and I'm not going to lie, I didn't love that for Cleveland State on a bunch no. of levels. Primarily that I don't think Eastern's going to be very good, and that's going to look like a bad loss not yeah, too deep into the season. 11th in the 12-team conference, so that's not ideal. I mean, it is yeah. one of those games where, I mean, you get – the other team has a guy go off for 31, it gets significantly more difficult to win. Yeah, but that guy's not Amani Bates. Like, if this had happened last year and Amani Bates goes off for 31, you're like, yeah, okay, Amani Bates went off for 31, great. But this is a guy, a good player. I'm not not putting down cuff, but, like, if a player like that goes off for 31, do something yeah, and- about it. Do something about it. Like, especially <laughs> Cleveland State's supposed to be a team that's supposed to play good defense, right? Like, don't they kind of hang their head on their defense a bit? Do yeah. something about it. Yeah, and it wasn't even like, um, you know, just shooting out of his mind from five feet beyond the three-point line. It, he just dominated. <laughs> he was the best player on the floor from tip to, to end. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cleveland State made, made a, a push towards the end of that game. They even kind of try to keep it close. I mean, Woodwich was throwing up threes from like half court by the end there and <laughs> hit, hit a couple of them. And I was, uh, okay, like I guess we're still in this, but... Yeah, and then kept trying to take those shots, and they stopped dropping. And then they stepped out of bounds twice towards the end. Like, two-possession game, trying to cut the lead, and twice they stepped out of bounds by running what looked like almost the same play where they were playing on the end line and did not work out well for them. Like, I don't know. A little more awareness at the end end of the game there, guys. Yeah, that one is honestly, like, for so many of these results, Outside of the opening day with uh, Northern Kentucky and Youngstown State, so many of these results, I've been like, eh, it's fine. Like, relax. They're not going to beat a Big Ten team every time. They're not going to, you know, do this or that every time. Uh, you know, consider who they are within the league and, you know, what the result is and kind of go from there. Uh, this one, this one sucks. <laughs> I have a feeling this one's going to hurt. Unless it's going to look bad by the end of the season, I think. Unless the MAC coaches got it real wrong. And I mean, sometimes when a team has that kind of turnover, you don't know what to expect, and you predict yeah. them low. We've we've done it in the horizon, we know, but like, mm, didn't look good. All right. Um, 
let's let's hit the one win on on Sunday uh, in in this weird. It is an MTE, but it's hosted by Lake Erie, and it's, it's, there's weirdness because Youngstown was gonna host an MTE, but they've already hosted an MTE recently, so they couldn't host it. And then Lake Erie, so I don't know. Youngstown <laughs> State beat Lake Erie. Yay! Yeah, um, the highlight of the game for me was going over to the the box score at halftime and seeing that Lake Erie had about 30 players listed. And they were tied at the half, too. Yeah. Yeah, I wanted to see which of the 30 did it. Were they playing all 30 on the floor at the same time? That might have done it. <laughs> Possibly. Possibly. Youngstown yeah, took care of business. Lovelist was the uh, was the guy for them as, as high man at 29. Yeah. I still I don't know what Youngstown is. I don't. I want I want to better understand that team. I want to buy in. I've I had them high in my my preseason poll, but I don't know what Youngstown is right now. Yeah. Um, and speaking of that, Cincinnati, Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Another. And Cincinnati's just just destroying Horizon teams by more than they should be. <laughs> yeah, and and that's one where it's. It's hard to kind of, I mean, my gosh, UIC mostly hung with them. Um, But that one is so, that one's a little bit tough to swallow just because of, maybe I'm putting too much stock into one random game from, you know, so long ago. But last year, Northern Kentucky beat Cincinnati. (laughs) And, I mean... Those teams are, are right across. You know, it's essentially a rivalry game. Like you, you want to stick with them. You, you, you don't want want this kind of result. Yeah, no. You, 20, 24, 24 is, is not is not where you want to be. No, and that's one that. Ah, oh, it, it. Yeah, those two, as well as I mean, kind of right state. Although this past result was a good one for them. Um, they're the teams that I just don't know. They're the teams that I don't have anything written for as of the time we're recording this article, uh, as far as the power rankings. So, I mean, what do you do with Northern Kentucky? Like they, they really, I mean, they played a hard, a pretty hard schedule. I understand that. I, but they haven't looked competitive in some of these games, even. Yeah. No, it's it's difficult because again, they looked kind of rough last year. I guess um, my understanding is. Uh, they were dealing with some injuries and illnesses and stuff. But yeah, I mean, outside of like, I think the Washington result was a okay one. Washington's not supposed to be great, but I mean, they are a, a PAC 12 team and staying within 10 of them is, is all right. Um, Mid Tennessee state. I mean, if they prove to be better than Washington, cool. Otherwise, you know, losing by 17, not, not what you want to see. And then, yeah, Cincinnati, if they're not like an NIT team this year, you don't want the upper echelon getting smacked around like that. No, and, and Northern Kentucky just, I mean, let, let's be honest. They they are known for rounding into shape when they need to. Yeah, they, they, and, I mean, and a part of it is nice. how, how important their defense is. And, and to that point, um, you know, where, you know, their zone kind of figures itself out throughout the year seemingly every year, uh, they had Chris Brandon the last two years. They don't have him anymore. So now that is a big piece that they need to get figured out. It's possible that a few weeks down the road, we're going to go, oh, okay, we're good. There you they know. are. 
<laughs> just kind of waiting for it. Like, it's it's my uh, it's, I don't know how my 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 brain works. It's hook. There you are, Peter. Like it's it's <laughs> oh, there you are, Northern Kentucky. Like okay, Whew, knew you were in there. Like I'm a little worried, but there you are. Like I'm not gonna count them out yet by any means, especially you know. But Cincinnati destroyed Detroit Mercy, and this game didn't look much better. No. And I know Northern Kentucky is better than Detroit Mercy right now. <laughs> yes. I know that. Yes. I, I, I believe that. Um, <laughs> now, if you told me that, you know, IUPUI got blown out by Cincinnati and by that amount, I'd be like, yeah, that, I, I believe that. IUPUI yeah. drops uh, another game in this Winthrop Invitational, this time to Holy Cross. And oh. it just was, this seemed like a game that we needed IUPUI to win for the, for the league. And they just didn't. Like, I don't know what else. Is, nobody played well for them. No. Um, and, and that's the, man, IUPUI is making me so sad this year. <laughs> like they're better. Are they better enough? Are they, are they good enough to a degree that they can keep on this path? And for what it's worth. And I mean, still early, I'm gonna, I might regret this. I still think that this IUPUI team is going to be ninth in the in the league but it's more a uh reflection on the other the other bottom two than than even iupui yeah um and i mean yeah i think that's probably fair oh (laughs) i i'm just happy that the uh entire bottom didn't drop out like i was worried that it could yeah as of right now As of now, there's plenty of time. All right, and uh, one more game I want to make sure we hit here is uh, Oakland played Drake, which is a really good mid-major matchup. Better than yeah. I think if you if you haven't been paying attention the past couple of years to how good Drake's been. Like that's a really good matchup. And uh, getting tired of saying it as an Oakland person, but uh, another good loss. Um, they, yeah. they 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 were right there with Drake the whole time. They they led for good chunks of the game. Um, the thing that for Horizon League fans to be on the lookout for, and it's I think the second time over two years that I've been able to say this, Rocket Watch showed up. Yeah. And okay. again, it doesn't happen very often, and it has to happen consistently. But if man, if he showed up consistently in this league, with with everything else Oakland's doing, this is a really good Oakland team. Yeah. No, I mean, then that definitely. I mean, already I would say the uh, expectations might be kind of shifting for them just based on what we've seen so far. Uh, Although but... they, they have lost an important piece potentially for the season. My friend, friend of the show, Uh-oh. Blake Lampman might be out for the season <laughs> oh. uh, with a hip injury, which I mean, I don't understand because if he's got a hip injury, Greg Campy's got two fake ones. Like can't Greg just give him one, but uh, <laughs> nonetheless, here we are. Um, yeah. Lampman's got a, um, it's, it sounds like he's going to be out for a month. Um, and then they're going to reevaluate. And when they reevaluate, they'll see if it's season ending or not. And uh, if it's season ending, it'll be a medical redshirt situation for him. So, oh, wow. um, you know, and for that, you know, that team has been built on having a shooter other than Blake Lantman and Jack Golke, who has been everything that he's been billed as um, more than yeah. I ever would have thought when they first signed him. Like, I was like, okay, they signed some random 24 year old friend of grandpa silly like uh, okay fine cool whatever no this kid shoots and he shoots and shoots and shoots and if he misses he doesn't care he shoots again like everything until it goes in like it's great um so him and lampman together has been really really dangerous so without that piece um rocket watch showing up was 
was much needed. So, yeah. but end of the day, still a loss. And they, you know, Cayman Islands is beautiful, but winning there would be would be nice. They get uh, Loyola Marymount tomorrow, because uh, the, they're yeah they're in the Cayman Island tournament there. Um, but would have been a nice win for them today. Um, real quick, John, looking ahead for the week. Any any game that we should have circled as Horizon League fans? What's 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 your one? Do you have one? Let's see. <laughs> you you mentioned Purdue Fort Wayne in San Francisco. Well, that's going to be lost. So we don't need to watch that. It's going don't to be ignore lost. that one. Okay. <laughs> I, I have I have my game. Do you want my game? Will that help you? Sure. Sure. My game that I've got scheduled that I'm circled on my calendar is Youngstown State and Dayton on on Friday. Okay. Yeah, um, because I think that's where we see is Youngstown State going to show up and be better and be the team that we think they should be, or are they going to get beat by a good team, not a great team? That that that's kind of my litmus test um, okay. game for this week. How about Robert Morris Fairley Dickinson? That'd be a pretty cool win. <laughs> it would be a good win. And that's Not that's end, that's end of the week. Have. Yeah. All right. One more question for you, John. Last question, because we're uh, we're getting into Thanksgiving here. John, what is your most important Thanksgiving food? Sir, you need to learn. We are in New Mexico. Tamales and red chili. Tamales and red chili. Okay. <laughs> Everyone who listens can be like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> so, so you're a red red, not a green guy. Or is that um, just for Thanksgiving? In general, green, but for for Turkey Day tamales, it's red. Perfect. All right, John. Anything else from you? Um, no. Well, already we, we, on the lookout for your power rankings. What else? What else? Anything from article-wise coming up for you? Not or recaps from all the writers. Yet. I don't want to write anything about Purdue Fort Wayne anytime soon because then they'll lose five in a row. Man, I I, ho- I hope everybody out there is reading some of these articles because our writers are killing it right now at the beginning yeah. of this year. Uh, if they're they're not, you suck, and you need to go read, <laughs> click, click on it because these these guys are working hard. Like some some really great articles out there. I've really been enjoying reading them. Um, also with with that, and you know, as we start to kind of log out here, um, not only sign up on Horizon Roundtable for you know, so you get all your upgrades and up updates and all that, but do do the Patreon like it helps make sure that these writers get paid a couple dollars and these guys deserve it. Cause they're putting out some yeah. really great uh, articles. I, I, I'm not, I don't want a penny, but some of these writers, man, yeah. if we can keep them a year or two, that'd be great. And subscribe to that Patreon. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Um, you can obviously listen to the podcast where everywhere podcasts are. Uh, I'm a Spotify guy. That's me. It's just easier, but anywhere <laughs> the podcast, you're, you're going to find us like, go ahead and listen, subscribe, do the Patreon. We, we appreciate it. Uh, John, thanks for joining me this week. Hopefully next week we'll, we'll get Bob back in here and we'll, uh, we'll do it the way we normally do. But, uh, until then, uh, happy horizon round table and uh, we'll talk to you guys soon.